This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 236 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show. Pecans and poetry. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Our sponsors this week are Amazon.com and TheBarnWorks.com. Welcome to the Stable Scoop, with weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the stable, it's every week. They'll bring you the news through hail or high water, while using their tails as their own fly swatters. So sit on down and laugh till your poop cause it's time again for Stable Scoop. Stable Scoop. Stable Scoop. Stable Scoop. This is Glenn the Geek. And this is Helena B. And you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Well, howdy, Helena. Howdy, Glenn. How are you today? I can't talk, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> and that's different from yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're doing this show earlier in the morning now. We're recording it earlier, see? And I, ha- I just got to get my voice working. Oh, well, you don't drink coffee, do you? No, I'm a tea drinker. What kind of tea do you Ice like? Tea. To drink? I'm an iced tea drinker. Ice. Well, got... you're in Florida now, so yeah. Yeah, makes... see, and the southern sweet tea and the sugar gets me going. But the uh, my wife got me an iced tea maker for Christmas, so I've been using that nonstop. I love that thing. What is that like? How does that work? It just uh, you put the tea bags on the top and put the water in it. It's like a coffee pot. It uh, runs the hot water over the tea bags. It like brews it for you. Um, and then you put the sugar. The key to southern iced tea and making it taste like southern iced tea uh, is to put the sugar in while the tea is hot. Oh, uh, right. You, so it- you, you can't wait till it's cold because then it doesn't melt right and it doesn't taste the same. So you have to put it in right when it's done and the tea is hot. You put the sugar in. Okay. And then it wow. tastes like you know who is really good. Really good tea is McDonald's. Their uh, their sweet tea is. Really you know good. what? You, you know what? It is. I I hate to say it, but I it know. is. And it's only a dollar for like a gallon. So a <laughs> dollar a gallon. You can run your car on that That's stuff. That's right. Uh, yeah, really, it'd be a lot cheaper. <laughs> but uh, no, their sweet tea is really good. I, anytime I go buy a McDonald's, I'm like, oh, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. <laughs> well, anyway, they didn't come to talk about sweet tea today we got uh, some things in store for everybody today we have cat back from eat your tart out she's going to be talking about a snack that's our monthly segment about food and she's going to be talking about a snack you can make to take along to shows or to events also we're going to be talking a little cowboy poetry something a little different here for the show today we have jessica hedges on with us and she was actually recommended by one of our listeners who said you got to get a hold of this girl she's she's fascinating and you got to talk to her so we're going to be talking to her plus we have a tack and habit segment from ada that we recorded while we were there on some terrific products so we'll be uh doing all of that as the show goes along today but first i wanted to mention right up front that uh, uh you have a new website up I do have a new website up. It's called Chasing a Fox, and it can be found at chasingafox.com. And um, we talked about this a little bit in last week's episode, and um, it's a 
basically a style guide for equestrians, primarily fox hunters, because I think of all the horse folks out there, we probably have the least amount of time. Although I don't know, that's arguable. But um, so it's a little, it's a little uh, service. We offer style consulting. We have some style experts in our little camp here. And if you need to know what to wear, either when you're out hunting or if you are at the ball or you have a cocktail party, you can go to chasingafox.com and uh, and we're on Facebook as well. So you can you can get some ideas on uh, what to wear. I like the segment called or the section called "Get Styled Online." I need yes. some of that style. Yes, Jennifer would yes. argue I don't have any. Is this mm-hmm. for guys too? This is for guys too. Yes, we're working on. We have this really comprehensive um, Pinterest board, and it's got a lot of clothing and ideas for the home, for hunt ball, for teas, for cocktail parties, for men, for women, for actually out hunting. And so we're building up our men's Pinterest board, and from there we will start posting some style ideas. But the cool thing about getting styled online is you can send us a picture of yourself, totally anonymous. You can chop your head off or will chop your head off. Um, <laughs> send us a photo and tell us what you're looking for, what you need to do, like if you have a cocktail party in May or something. And we'll actually come back with a little graphic vignette of outfit ideas as along with links to each item in the vignette where you can buy it online, including shoes and accessories. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah, right now it's free. It will eventually be a paid service, like, I don't know, four ninety nine or something. But um, as we're getting the business up and running, the style advice online is free. So send us your photographs, chasingafox.com. Cool. Very yeah. good. And it's cute. I like the little graphic you did of the little girl. That's <laughs> very you. cute. Very cute. Well, um, and of course, you know, we're, 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 we're still in hunting season down here. You guys are, you're out of hunting season now, right? Because you're in the middle of uh, like three feet of snow. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I know I follow the Palm Beach Hounds on Facebook and I know that their hunt ball is coming up soon. Yep. So they've been hunting regularly and looks like things are going really well down there. Yep. It's been uh, beautiful weather actually for hunting down here. What's and... the hunt that Jennifer went out with, uh, that she and Wendy went out with? Uh... It's near Tampa, and I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. We'll um, find it. <laughs> yeah, it's near Tampa. It's uh, I can't remember it. Okay. But, uh, they had a good time. And then there's one in Gainesville right above us as well that uh, Jennifer wants to go out with, and she's going to hopefully be doing that in the next couple of weeks. Super. So she, she's working on that as well. So so she's she's enjoying being down here and riding every day. Is your snow melting? <laughs> Um, it's melting today. We got more, we got another like six inches on Sunday. Um, oh, great. Just to so freshen it up because it was just looking dirty. <laughs> just because like I had to shovel yet another path to the manure pile because the first one didn't work my upper body enough. So, uh, but today it's supposed to be about 50 degrees up here. So I think we'll get a lot of melting and I'm crossing my fingers that that will be the last big snow of the year. Well, do you remember last year, it was about this time, actually, last year about this time, uh, I, we went and recorded a show at Arabian Nights in Orlando, Florida, uh, at the Arabian Nights show down there, and they invited us to come back. So last night, we met Wendy and her boyfriend, Wendy from the Driving Radio Show, and her boyfriend, and Jennifer and I, and we went and saw the show last night. And they were very generous. They brought us backstage. We got to meet all the horses and and, uh, got to see the show. And then they're coming on the Horses in the Morning show on Friday morning to chat about it, the trainer of all the horses, who who we've had as a guest here. Her name's Heidi Harriet, and she's been a guest here on Stable Scoop as well. 
Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, she's a trick trainer and a old circus, you know, family and that kind of thing. And she's now the head trainer at uh, Arabian Nights, and she wanted us to to see all all the horses and meet everybody. And it was a good show. We hadn't seen that show in about probably 10, 15 years. And uh, it was a good show. They've changed it up. The food, the food used to be at Arabian Nights used to be kind of crappy. Um, you used to leave there, and the joke was you wanted to go to dinner. Um, but they've changed that totally now. And instead of everybody just getting the same thing and you eat it whether you like it or not, they have six different entree choices, and and the food was good. Uh, I had the pulled pork and mashed potatoes, and Jennifer had the chicken, and there was beef, and uh, all of us liked the food. And and the dessert was good. They had cake for dessert. And it, we we went away not wanting to eat, so that was good. That's good. Uh, I mean, it's hard to mess up food these days with so many, you know, cooking is like a big deal. I mean, look, just think about, like, eat your tart out. It's, it's hard to mess up food these days with so many cooking resources around. So, and people who want to be chefs, like being a chef is like a totally hip, cool career now. So it would make sense that Arabian Nights would have some great food. You know, and, and they're serving, you know, I, I get it. They're serving a thousand people very quickly, you know, so, um, and you stand and it's, it's bleacher style at Arabian Nights. So you're sitting at these tables, uh, bleacher style, so you can see the arena. And the show goes on while you're eating. I love that. That's like 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 dinner theater. It is. It is. It is dinner theater. Is what it, really what I it mean. Is. It's not exactly like you know Lucille Ball type of dinner theater, which could no, be fun too. You don't dress up for this. <laughs> and it's you know they. It's wait a minute. Arena. Wait a minute. A Cowboy arena. boots and a flannel that's shirt. It. That's, that's pretty up. much it. That's pretty much it. And we're going to post some pictures that we took uh, from there with uh, with the trainer and and in the barns and stuff. So we'll be posting that on our Facebook page at Horses in the Morning here before long. But I wanted to tell you that we did get to see it it was a lot of fun they've mixed up the show a little bit and there's some new acts some things i hadn't seen before and i've been to a lot of different kind of horse shows but there was some acts that they did that i had not seen before um and and jennifer hadn't seen before so it, it we had a good time with it there's like uh 20 to 25 different horses they use uh, and do different kinds of things with the arabians it's not all arabians they had quarter horses they had a standard bread there uh, they, they had a goat, they had a bunch of draft horses that they used for the vaulting stuff. Um, but it was good. It was a lot of fun. I recommend if you get to, uh, if you get to Orlando, check out Arabian Nights. It, it's, uh, it's a good evening of, of horsey fun. Good. Arabian Nights. Yep. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yep. So that was, that was good. Well, let's, you were talking about Kat and eat your tart out. Why don't we head over to her and find out what her recipe of the month is? Well, hi Kat and welcome back to the Stable Scoop Show. Well, hey there. Thanks for having me back. Well, now you have a recipe for us from from your blog, Eat Your Tart Out. You have a recipe for us that would be good for traveling show food. Yeah, absolutely. Well, again, when I was kind of coming up with this month's recipe, I was trying to think of something that, you know, a lot of people right now are down in the South trying to get prepared. They're either showing or they're just getting training in. And, you know, soon we're going to start thinking about spring and getting our first shows underway. So I was like, well, what kind of easy on-the-go snack would be good. And I was thinking of nuts, you know, spiced nuts. Everybody's had them before. They usually buy them in the store, things like that. But to make them at home, it's next to nothing. It's super easy. So I decided that we were going to do spiced pecans. And it's just a great recipe. It's not overly sweet, but it kind of combines all the taste. It's got a little spice to it. It's got a little savoriness to it. It's a little buttery. And all of it combined is just really yummy. And everybody seems to enjoy them because it's not too much in one direction. So 
you know, it's good for everybody. I think pecans are one of my favorite nuts, too. And I'm a nutty guy, um, as right. my wife would tell you. <laughs> but, uh, no, I do like uh, pecans. I think they're really good. And, of course, we've all had the, you know, the uh, cinnamon, sugary pecans that you get at the fair. Uh, uh-huh. that, that they make at the fair, but this one appears to be a little bit different. Has a little bit more kick to it. Yes, yeah, and it's so basically what we're doing is we're combining pecans with uh, with butter, and then what you're doing is you're getting a spice mixture together. And essentially, what you're doing is you're taking a saucepan, you're going to put it over the stove, melt your butter in it, and then what you're going to do is you're going to take cumin, and if it isn't ground up already, you can kind of grind it up, throw it in there with some chili powder, and if you like really spicy, you can throw some red pepper flakes in there. And what it does is when it cooks in the butter, it kind of opens it up and you get that really great scent. And it's almost like a potpourri over the stove for just a little while, just to open it up and get the flavors really melting. And then you throw that over the pecans, you put a little salt and a little sugar on there, and you bake them. It's as simple as that. Now, how long do you bake them for? You bake them for about 20 minutes at 325 degrees. And that's Um, what makes them all toasty tasting. Exactly, and it yeah. doesn't get them all greasy. They're just you're, they're kind of coated on there, nice, and it, they really make an easy snack. So regardless if you're in the cold or the warmer climates, it's just a good, addictive snack to have on hand. Now, see, my wife would take them and put them with M and M's and pretzels. And yeah, uh, and you can make them as a trail mix too. I mean, one of the things that I recommended in this blog post was that you could also combine them. Like you could crunch them up, you can put them on salads. If you wanted to, you could grind them up and put them as a coating for, like, chicken or a white fish. You know, different things like that. So it's kind of wherever your mind takes you, but this is just a good base to kind of have for those different types of things. Well, terrific. Sounds good. Now, uh, we'll put a link in our show notes to the recipe, but you can also find it at eatyourtartout.com, and that's uh, T-A-R-T-E, eatyourtartout.com. And, of course, you can find all your other good stuff there as well, right? Absolutely. I noticed there were there were pizza rolls and uh, you you had some posts there from England and spiced chocolate cake. I mean, all kinds of good stuff. Oh yeah, and I'm always mixing it up. And that's and I, I will kind of reiterate just to your listeners. But if you guys are ever looking for a recipe on something, or if you're kind of stumped on, you know, why are my mashed potatoes turning out gluey or something <laughs> like that, if you have any questions, please just email me or email Glenn and he'll get in touch with me. And we'll try and get to the bottom of it and help you guys out. Very good. So that's uh, Kat from Eat Your Tart Out, and that is the Spiced Pecans. Thank you, Kat. We'll talk to you again next month. Well, thanks to Kat for joining us here every month. I know she's busy with uh, everything she has going on, but uh, it, we appreciate her stopping by to talk a little food. Well, I wanted, uh, wanted to remind everybody, Helena, that on Wednesday mornings on Horses in the Morning, we're doing something new called the Wheel of Trivia. It was a big hit. Our first week was last week, and what it is is you call in. You give us a call at our call-in number at Horses in the Morning at 9 o'clock on uh, a.m. Eastern Time uh, for our live show, and we do what we call a wheel of trivia. We have this big, big, like, uh, casino wheel here, and on it, it, it's full of prizes that companies have donated, and you get asked a trivia question. One trivia question, you get it right, we spin the wheel, and you win something. It's that simple. Uh, now, there are some bummer prizes on there, too. There are some, you know, we have to have those. Uh, like last week, one, one lady won a six-pack of used hoof picks. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, we used? Let her. 
Yes, he yes, is two okay. pigs. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to let you keep going. Keep but going. We, tra- we let her try again, and she actually did win something good. So we have all kinds of prizes on there, and it's just a lot of fun. We had over 20 callers. We got about five of them in, in but uh, we had over 20 callers, so get your calls in early and check it out over at Horses in the Morning. Best place to go is our Facebook page at Horses in the Morning to uh, see all the details in the phone-in number. But it's something we're going to be doing every Wednesday morning now. It's called The Wheel of Trivia. Okay, I like it. And of course, I'm not allowed to play, but whatever. (laughs) You can play. We'll make sure we give you the really hard question. Oh, thanks a lot. (laughs) Well, I did really well when we had our um, trivia game, remember? Yeah. You did. I did well. You did really well uh, when we had the challenge. Uh, but the, and the other thing to, we got to get to here uh, very shortly, and I have a couple of people in mind for, for my side of the hat thing, is it's time to do the Horse Husbands and the Horse Wives episodes again. Yay! We usually do that in about March, right? So, um, yep. so we need to get to doing that. I have a couple ideas for my guys this year that I want to get on, some new guys. Um, one of them that's a boyfriend still. So, And one that was on last year I want to have back because he went from boyfriend to husband in the meantime. So now we can find out if it's any different now that he's the husband. Okay. So we're going to try and bring him back, too. So I got some ideas. So you got to be thinking about, about what wives you want to have on this year. So, Well, I kind of want to have Jamie on again now that she's pregnant. <laughs> oh, yeah. That would be different. Uh, and now yeah, that she's yeah, been yeah. married for longer than, you know, she's coming well, out of honeymoon phase. You do become a slightly different person when you're pregnant. Not bad. You just become slightly different. So I'm wondering if that, how, if she's, if she's a slightly different wife. <laughs> she, uh, she actually, well, we're talking about Jamie Jennings, of course, the host of uh, Horses in the Morning, for those that don't know. And she is pregnant. She's six months pregnant. And uh, I've been surprised she, thank God, I was thinking, oh, because we do our show at her time. She has to get up at six in the morning. And we start at seven her time. So we were, I was thinking, oh, if she gets morning sickness, we're done. I got to find a new host. <laughs> so, but she hasn't. She's been perfectly healthy. She's still riding. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I rode up until I think like six months. Oh, did you? Five or six months. Yeah. The only reason I stopped riding was because uh, the ligaments in my hips, you know, and your, your pelvis, um, they stretched too much. So I couldn't sit upright anymore. <laughs> and that's what happens as you, as your pregnancy goes along, your ligaments start to get soft and stretch in preparation for childbirth. And so it does become difficult for some women to stay totally upright and firm in the saddle just because they're turning all loosey goosey. <laughs> I know that her husband's starting to get a little nervous about it at this point. So, well, uh, you know, it'd be interesting then- to hear how long our listeners have gone. We'll have to post that question on Facebook. Yeah, that's a that is a good question. I mean, there are obviously the risks. You you have to completely understand all yes. the risks that yes. you're taking. Um, but there are there are those that you can take and you can mitigate them. So, but listen to your doctor. Don't listen to us. We don't know anything. Well, yeah, listen to your doctor. <laughs> like, well, if I listened to mine, I wouldn't have ridden at all. Oh, uh, her too. Hers said no riding, so she she. Uh, but then, yeah, no riding. Orders. <laughs> but then, you know, when I was in the delivery room and the anesthesiologist who came in to give me the epidural, she was a Morgan person, and she was like, "Ah, they told you not to ride. Screw that." She's like, "I rode all the way into my seventh <laughs> month, eighth month." Well, Jessica Phoenix, the uh, Olympian uh, venter out of Canada, she was on a horse. Now, this is crazy. She was on a horse till the week before. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, and then was riding two weeks after. 
competing. That no wait, two whoa, weeks okay. after. That's a bigger wow. That's two a weeks really after big she wow. competed in a show. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I mean, all of her riding muscles were in probably their peak shape, so she probably didn't lose much of her riding fitness. Right. Through yeah, because she was riding all the way through. Uh, but still, man, two weeks after. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know. She's crazy. I was I told crying you, crazy. at my tea two weeks after. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. Well, let's take a break for a commercial, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk a little cowboy poetry with Jessica Hedges. Now, we got an email, thanks to Karen Hassel, who sent us an email, and she said that uh, she saw a story in, in the Oregonian paper I don't know how to say that. I guess that's how you say it. Uh, About a 24-year-old young wife and mom who lives on a, get this, are you ready? A 20,000-acre ranch. Where? In Burns, Oregon. Okay. Uh, It's a very sparsely populated area. I guess so. And uh, she's a cowboy poet. And and apparently she just got married and she's just doing the family thing. We had Jeff Dawson on uh, our one of our shows. And he was also a cowboy poet. Really, really cool guy. But uh, we wanted to have her on because she also just got back from the 29th Annual National Cowboy Poetry Gathering. Yes, they do have a national poetry competition in uh, Elko, Nevada. So we're going to talk. We have a lot to talk to her about. Uh, first and foremost, 20,000-acre ranch. That's hard for us to imagine here in the East. It just, it's just incomprehensible. But let's talk to her and find out more about that. Barnworks is a small marketing firm which caters to equestrians. Whether you ride professionally, own or manage a boarding facility, sell horses, teach, train, show, or even sell retail goods, our business can help your business blossom. We offer services of all kinds, but what we do offer is focused on marketing your business in an efficient and effective way. Regardless of what creative marketing services you need, the Barnworks offers something that most other marketers don't, free consulting. That means if you don't know what you need or what will work best with your budget, we will sit down with you and figure it out together. No charge. Nada. Zip. Zero. And with over 20 years in corporate marketing experience, we have an idea about what works. And because we're fully immersed in the horse world, we know what works and what does not work in this crazy, wonderful industry of ours. Go to our website at www.thebarnworks.com. You can see samples of our work and find out how to get in touch. Or just send an email to email at thebarnworks.com. Well, hi, Jessica, and welcome to the Stable Scoop Show. Thank you so much for, for getting up to talk to us this morning. Oh, good morning. Thank you so much for having me. No, I've been up for hours, so this was, this was great timing. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about Jessica growing up. Were you always a horse girl? Did you grow up with horses? Well, we grew up on ranches, so yeah, they've always been around us to some extent. And uh, so was your was your dad a rancher? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad cowboyed and ranched. Um, his, you know, the gosh, since he got out of school for the most part. So, have you always been in the Northwest? Yes. Up yeah. Um, well, I was born in California, which I don't really tell too many people that. <laughs> um, I consider myself from Nevada. That's where I spent most of the time growing up. Um, we, my husband and I, after we were married, we did a short stint in Washington, and now we've been in Oregon for probably two and a half years. And now you live, according to this, you live on a 20,000-acre ranch. That's something that we can't even fathom here. <laughs> and, you know, this isn't even the biggest place I've lived on. The ranch I grew up on um, was actually 450,000 acres. 
What? Yes, sir. That That's was the Nevada. size of the Rhode Island, Helena. Helena lives I, in Rhode Island. That's the size of her whole state. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of country out here, and that's one of the things I like about it. How do how do you even ranch? I mean, it's a matter of the herds go out and they graze, and then they just bring them back. Is it like the old West movies that way? No, not entirely. I mean, I think in some aspects you're you're doing a lot more monitoring. It's a lot more proactive. For example, um, you know, they actually cab heifers out as opposed to just everything kind of doing its own thing. You pull your bulls out and stuff. And, and in the old days, that stuff just kind of, they just kind of threw them out there. They didn't necessarily, you know, keep as much track of things um, as they do now. There's other aspects, though, that it, it, it is still very much that way. I know when we were in camp, um, all of our cows wintered themselves, which meant that we didn't feed them. They were in a place where there would be enough enough food and we didn't have um heifers out there they were all they were basically they had to be on their second calf or or older to be out there and they calved themselves out um so it just kind of depends on on the place itself but i would say that things are a little bit more mic'd in and, and there's specific reason for for why people do things so with all that space with all that that open space and lots to observe. Um, what do you find is the most inspiring as you go about your day? Gosh, just the freedom. I mean, there's so much room. Um, and just being, you know, having that opportunity to be outside, I think is a, you know, as a, a society, we've gotten so used to the cell phones ringing and, and constantly having somebody there in our personal space that we've it, it causes so much stress and we don't even realize it. Um, I know when we lived in camp, we had no cell phone service whatsoever. Um, no TV, no internet. We were four hours from town. Um, and we absolutely loved it. And you don't even realize, um, you know, I guess how, how great it is not to have, not knowing that your cell phone's not going to ring, at, you know, in time because there's no, just no service there. Um, so I think just being outside and depending upon yourself and kind of just really focusing on the things that matter most and being in the moment was probably the best thing about it. So it is, it's, it, what it comes down to is opportunity to, to be inspired. Yeah, pretty much. It's opportunity because we don't have, I mean, you know, back East, we don't have as much opportunity because we don't have as many, as much space. There isn't as much time to quiet your mind and reflect and digest the world around you because it's so fast paced. So, yeah, and, we, and you're not operating on a schedule. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's dang sure work to do. Yeah. But if you, you know, like if you're training and you really need that extra 30 minutes for some reason, take it. You know, you do what you need to do and you do, you can be focused on, on what you're working on in the moment because you don't have somebody saying, okay, in five minutes, you got to be doing this. Now, do you, you, uh, when did you start getting into poetry? When did that um, happen? Well, gosh, we grew up with it around. My dad and my mom, they always, they would play cowboy poetry and cowboy music. And not only that, they would stop it and and the gosh, back when we were still listening to tapes and say, okay, so what did you think of this? You know, what did this mean to you? And so we'd talk about that. And then um, as we got, gosh, when I was about 10, we moved to Nevada and we were an hour from the National Cowboy Poetry Gathering there in Elko. So 
so we started going up and going to the open mics and stuff. Um, I think I was probably about 12 when I said, I live on a ranch. I got stories. I can do that. <laughs> and um, so I started writing. And then when I was in probably high school, college, I, I got to a point there for a while where I was too cool for that. I really didn't do anything with it. Um, and then we were in Washington, and, and my husband had a little bit of a horse wreck, and uh, it kind of got got me writing again, and, and I decided I wanted to pursue it a little more seriously, and it's kind of been a, gosh, a crazy, wonderful ride ever since. Well, and you've been, uh, you know, you've, you've you received some awards along the way, too, and are there many, are there many female uh, cowboy poets? Um, no, it's kind of, a, there, there's not a lot. I mean, you're, you're getting more all the time, um, and you're getting more on the music side, but specifically in the poetry, not so much, um, especially not, not in their 20s. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, because you're pretty young for, not only are you female, you are pretty young for a poet as well. Yeah, I just turned 25 on Sunday, so. <laughs> well, happy birthday. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> That's young in some ways, but. But old enough, and you know, too, when your lifestyle matures you. And um, uh, I'm sorry, I just happened to look out the window of my office and noticed a pony who's someplace she shouldn't be. Uh oh. Is it one <laughs> of yours? <laughs> yeah, the pony, she's mine now. <laughs> if she goes galloping down the road in five minutes, I think she might belong to somebody else at that point. <laughs> Do you need to go deal with the pony? No, that's okay. all right. She can't go anywhere, really. Okay. <laughs> she can't go anywhere. Naughty There's thing. a poem in there. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say is that our lifestyles mature us in different ways. And when you're out there living and working something that's as genuine as ranching, then, um, you know, 25, you, you've got a lot of experience. You've got a, life, a lot of life experience at 25 that maybe a 25 or 30-year-old wouldn't have who lives someplace else. Uh, it really has been a blessing, you know, to, to grow up this way and to live this kind of lifestyle. I know um, here, gosh, probably two years ago, I was interviewing with a gal out of Virginia, and I was talking to her because at that time we lived in cow camp. Um, when, when I was about six months pregnant, they moved us out. So we're on a ranch, but we're only 15 miles from town, and, you know, so it's not quite as remote now. But um, when we lived in camp, I rode with my husband um, almost every day. And so she she had no idea that no, she couldn't fathom the idea that I would literally have my own circle. My husband and I would start out together in the morning, and he'd say, "You go this way, and I'll go that way, and we'd meet up with cows." But that could be six eight hours later, um, you know. And that's if everything went right. Hmm. So yeah, she just couldn't even fathom. Well, what if you get in a wreck? What if this happens? What if that happens? Well, you deal with it as it comes along. Now, are they still ranching with horses at all? Oh, yes, yes. definitely. Definitely. Um, out here in the Great Basin, um, a lot of the traditions go back to the old Vaquero styles. And, um, I mean, don't get me wrong, you've got people with four-wheelers, or maybe they're going to use their four-wheelers for for hay or to go check fence. But there's a lot of people out here who are very, very, um, still very much enriched in the tradition of using horses to work cows, and they're still going to drag calves to the fire when they're branding and um you know, some of these guys are still even roping with Riatas. So, and how has being a new mom changed things for you? <laughs> it's 
blows me up a little bit, kind of made me uh, focus on my house and, and my baby a little more, which is wonderful. Um, Court is nine months old now, and uh, it's been a real honor to be able to bring the next generation, I guess, into into ranching, into cowboy poetry, into horsemanship. Um, he was on a he was on a horse at twelve days when uh, we had a branding out here, um, you know, with with my husband and. So it's really nice to be able to include him, you know, in all these things. It's a little slow right now, but obviously as he gets older and is more mobile and, and can take in more, he'll be able to, to go out and, and ride and, and be with dad, you know, if all of this is going on. I know my husband, he was out riding by himself at two, so with the right <laughs> horse. I, I You know, I, I wouldn't see that him doing much different. <laughs> now, you t- can you tell us how your son came about his name, which is a little unusual? <laughs> yes. Super cute, though. Um, my, basically, my husband is one of three boys, and then uh, his brothers have boys. And so then you add in a couple of friends, and we were having a hard time picking names, especially where I was Jessica right there in those couple of years where um, everybody was naming their girls Jessica. I wanted something a little bit different. Anyway, so... Uh, the old John Wayne movie, The Angel and the Bad Men, the, the main character in that is Quirt. Um, and then also, too, like a rawhide quirt. It's similar to a riding crop, but it's something that we use um, as a daily tool. So That's cool. I, that's where I kind of figured you got it from. I, I figured that was probably it. I think I love it. I love it. And I'm not, like, really hip on sort of uh, non-traditional names, but it's it actually feels very traditional. It feels very genuine. I love it. And I've been yeah, super exactly. cute. Yeah, well, and that was one of John Wayne's earlier movies. He was in his early 20s, I believe, at the time. Um, you know, so, I mean, it's been around there for a while. It's just there's not a I've heard it once or twice, but it just, there's not a whole lot of people that had it. So it's worked out really great. Mm-hmm. Well, now tell us, uh, you have a CD, a new CD that has come out. This is your second CD called Buckaroo Woman, Woman Unconfined. And it was released in January of 2013, so that's now available. How did you do at the national championships? You know, it's not really a championship. The gathering is really an opportunity to come together and just share. Okay. Um, because it really, Cowboy Poetry started with guys sitting around the bunkhouse before we had phone, before we had TV, before we had internet, any of these things. Um, and so, as Waddy Mitchell would say, people did the strangest things at night. <laughs> they talked to each other. <laughs> and what happened is these stories, they took on a rhyme and they took on a meter. And that's easier to remember and it made them a lot more interesting. And because cowboying was so migratory, then these guys would, would they get them branding at one place and part of the crew would go this way and part would go that way. And so they'd carry these stories to different ranches. And because the stories had a rhyme and meter, people could continue to share those on and catch each other entertained at night. Um, and so the gathering is just kind of a way to to remember that and come in. And, and obviously, it's for the public. It is a performance, but it's a way to come together and share those stories and experiences um, the way that they used to. I think, Helena, Helena, would you love to hear one? I want to hear one. Please. I'm like Will dying. you do that for us? <laughs> yeah, I think we can handle that. Um, why don't I do the ride? This is a piece off of my new CD. All right. Terrific. Lack of patience is the product of my youth, but in its spontaneity, I found my truth. But this gypsy way has served both my heart, my soul, and 
from these experiences. I found my life's role. We're blessed and cursed with things that shape who we are, events that cause our personalities to scar. Like nearing home at the end of a long, hard day, knowing the work I've done has more than earned my pay. Praying for daylight at 3 a.m. while bailing so you can work another day without failing. Taking a colt somewhere you know he shouldn't go. Crossing your fingers, trying to stay with the flow. These little challenges, though, give our lives meaning, giving our minds and fears they required weaning. For if we never push the expanses we are, then how can we expect to reach our goals afar? So when life is hard, go back to your foundation and find no shame in your childhood quotations. The lessons instilled in us so many years before were designed to help us build ourselves into more. So I look back now on my mistakes and scars with pride, knowing it's not the destination, but the ride. Very good. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> that is very good. That it is was very, very relaxing, so too, to hear you read that. It was like really getting all zen and relaxed. <laughs> yeah, you have a great voice for it. You really do. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you have a great voice for it. That's terrific. Well, how can people find your CD and how can they get a hold of it? They can just go to my website, uh, jessicahedgescowboypoetry.com. Um, they can also check me out on Facebook or Twitter. Um, basically, just track me down and I can get you, get you set up uh, how, you know, whatever's easiest for you, but probably the website's going to be the fastest. And now a lot of the other, like Jeff Dawson and, and a lot of the others that are into cowboy poetry also sing. Do you sing at all? I don't. Well, I do personally, but I just try and keep that to the shower. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a little scary. Um, you know, I, I found even as I uh, had my son and I was trying to sing to put him to bed that it really didn't work out well. He'd just cry harder. So I just try and stick with the poetry. <laughs> Not for everybody, right? Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, if you, I love to sing. If you've got the voice for it, great. But uh, yeah, I don't. So that's why I kind of stick with the poetry end of it. <laughs> yeah, we don't do a lot of singing here on the show either. So it's like... <laughs> no, thank God. Well, this I is, understand the sentiment. <laughs> this has been terrific. We really appreciate you being on. The website is jessicahedgescowboypoetry.com. And that's where you can find uh, all of her information. We'll post a link to it on our website and on our Facebook page as well. Thank you so much, Jessica. We appreciate you joining us today. And good luck with Quirt and uh, the little guy there. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys having me on. This has been an honor. Hi all, Glenn the Geek here, and we are excited to bring you a special offer for Horse Radio Network listeners from one of my favorite companies, and that is Audible.com. Audible.com is the premier provider of digital audiobooks. Audible has over 85,000 titles to choose from in every genre. Thrillers, business, romance, comedy, sci-fi, sports, and so much more. Audible titles play on your iPhone, your Kindle, your Android, or more than 500 different devices that you can listen anytime, anywhere. My wife and I love Audible books. We've been a member of Audible since 2004 and have listened to over 100 books uh, with Audible. 
What horse person, you know, who has time as a horse person to sit down and to read a book anymore? Yet, I found the time to listen to books on Audible. When I'm not listening to podcasts while I'm riding, cleaning stalls, or at the gym, or driving, I'm listening to Audible books. And for the listeners of the Horse Radio Network, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 14-day trial to give you a chance to check out their service. All you have to do is go to audibletrial.com slash hrn. That's audibletrial.com slash hrn for Horse Radio Network. And you can download your free audiobook and get your 14-day free trial today. If you can't remember that, just check out our website and you'll find a link to it right there. Enjoy your book. We know you will. Well, Helena, have you ever heard of Shapley's Grooming Products? Yes, I have. Have you used them? Mm, yes, I have. Yeah. And I think that uh, most people have heard of them in the past, and some of us may have used them occasionally, but they have a whole line of new stuff out this year. And we had a chance to catch up with the Shapley's rep out at Ada at the American Equestrian Trade Association when Jennifer and I were there a couple of weeks ago, and we did a little interview with them. So we thought we'd make that the tech and habit segment for this week. And that's Shapley's Grooming Products. Well, I have with me here at the Ada Trade Show in Philadelphia, I have Sally Stith-Burdett. Did I say that right? Yes. Director of Marketing for Shapley's, which we kept wanting to call Shapley's yesterday, and I think that's a completely different thing. Definitely yeah. different. Yes. You're not into weight loss at all. No, no. no. <laughs> Horse grooming products. Yes. Now, a lot of people have heard of Shapley's and uh, know some of your products, but we have three products here that we're going to talk about today that they may not have heard of before. Right. Is that correct? Okay. Well, tell us a little bit about the company. It's been around for a long time. It's been around since 1938. Oh, just so a we're celebrating our 75th it's year. It's older than year. I am. That's a switch. <laughs> That's always refreshing, right? Yes. <laughs> so has it always been in the care product business? What it started out as, a barber named Mr. Shapley started it with his original MTG, and he to cure psoriasis on people. Okay. And to help his customers. Well... Back then, everyone had horses, so so did Mr. Shapley, and he started using it on the skin conditions or skin problems suffered by his horses, and it just really took off from there. And uh, yeah, and back then, barbers were doing a lot more than cutting hair, too. They were exactly. involved in medical side, dentists, and everything exactly. else. Exactly. That's yeah. where the psoriasis and eczema and all that, that right. it cured. Right. Well, tell us about the products you have for us here today from well, Shapley's. Well, Shapley's is really excited in our 75th year to actually make... Um, almost, we want to call it a slight improvement on our original MTG. That is okay. the product everyone knows this by. And everyone who's ever used it knows it works beautifully, works perfectly. But the say, they say the same thing. It smells. So this year, we've come out with our new original MTG+. Plus, What we've done is, is the same exact formula, but we've added a light herbal scent. And the smell... Uh, is much more refreshing than the original MTG. We will always have the original MTG for the people who don't mind. By the way, that stands for main, tail, and groom. Yes, Uh stands for main, tail, and groom. And for the people who don't mind, as they call it, the bacon smell, they can use the original (laughs) MTG. Some people like bacon. Some people like it. (laughs) It's not on your horse's mane, maybe. Well, you know, but, you know, some of the ladies out there, they didn't want that smell on their hands. So that's why we developed this product, and we're introducing it here. 
And we have gotten a great response. And it's called the MTG uh, Plus, Original Plus. Exactly. Yep. And the plus is the added herbal scent. And, of course, MTG is good for a lot of different things, too. you got fungus and rain mm-hmm. rot and, and itch, girth itch and scratches. Where do you find, we all know what products are intended for. Right. What do you find people like it for? Well, for one thing, it does, within a day, start curing and, you know, hair regrowth in three days, any kind of rain rot or scratches. But the, another side effect of that is it grows hair. If you put it in the horse's tailbone or along their mane, it actually will grow up to three inches a month. And that has been documented. Wow. So you need that. Thicker. We have a horse with no forelock at all. I mean, he just, the poor guy, it's just Well, then definitely sad. give that a try. Yeah, he definitely has male, uh, male, male powder baldness. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> poor guy. Well, then he definitely needs to well, use it. We need to try that. Yeah. For sure. People actually buy it and use it on themselves. You know, it does grow hair. Another problem yeah. we have with, too, is speaking of growing hair, I wonder if it would be good for the spots. We have this terrible problem in Florida this year. You probably mm-hmm. know. You live in Florida. Mm-hmm. With the the fire ants, oh, one, and yes. also the the summer sores. That is what this is for. Sometimes some countries call it Swedish, some yep. summer sores. Um, and they're horrible. Summer sores they are, are awful. They take forever to get rid of. Definitely put that on. The only thing you can't use MTG on are gaping wounds. Okay. So once it starts... Once it starts to heal a Yeah, little. once it starts to heal, it will grow back hair, but it also takes the itch factor away. So horses that rub their tails or rub their manes, put that on and they will quit rubbing. And poor Beaker, you know, he's been very good about not, not laying in the fire ant nest. Yeah. But the other day, he did do that and ended up with fire ant bites right. all over. And boy, there's fire. And anybody that hasn't been bitten by a fire ant yourself, mm. it's awful. It itches for days. Definitely use the MTG because it yeah. will take the sting, the itch away. Plus, it'll regrow the hair. And do you put it on liberally? Or, yeah. yeah. Well, you don't want to overdo it because then it drips. Okay. So just use sparingly. Use enough to cover the affected area. Um Without it dripping or running. All right, very but good. But you do have to shake the bottle to get to mix all the sediment in the bottom. And all the good stuff. And then when you're using it, depending if you have a large area of the horse you're using it on, keep shaking it. And how long will a bottle this size is? Uh, this is a 32-ounce bottle I have in yes. my hand. Uh-huh. How long will that last, typically? Depending on how many problems your horse has. Yeah. <laughs> how many fire ants. They- <laughs> yeah, fire ants, or if the horse gets, you know, rain rot quite often, or scratches on their leg, you know, anything. Okay, all right, good. All right, what about the other products we have here? Well, we also have Easy Outs. And no Easy rinse shampoo. Is in, yeah, exactly. And it is fabulous at for in the wintertime to use instead of bathing your horse. You can spray it on a towel and wipe it on. It wipes away any kind of green spots, brown spots, manure stains, any kind of dirt. So it's good for the grays? and the. It's wonderful for grays. And you paints. can actually spray it in their tail. And it will, and then you just use a towel and gently pull the tail hair, and it'll pull the stains right off the hair. Oh, wow. But um, a, another way it's really good for is in the wintertime, if people ride in indoor arenas or they keep their dark, like, bay horses or chestnuts in stalls, they get that fine dust in their coats yep. or if the horse rolls. And sometimes when you're brushing the horse, it only makes it worse. It yeah, kind of shows the right. dirt without getting rid of it. Yep. Spray that on a towel and then rub it against the hair. It cleans the horse all the way to the skin without making the horse wet and cold. Um, it has optical brighteners in it, so when you use it on a dark coat, it makes the horse really, really shiny. It just brings out that shine and luster in a horse's coat, and that's something that only the Easy Out has. Um, another 
thing that Easy Out has that others don't is its um, odor eliminators. So for one thing, it was it gets rid of the urine smell. We need this on my dog. That is the thing. <laughs> that is like the magic word. Stinky dogs. Yeah. You can do that in the winter instead of giving them a bath. Or if the she ho- hates baths. Or she hates baths anyway. Yeah. Spray that. It gets rid of stinky dogs. And most horse people have dogs. Next time we're taking a trip, we're spraying her with this first. Definitely, and yeah. then just just spray, either spray the dog directly, depending on how you know how much hair it has, or spray a towel, and then rub it against the hair, and it takes the stink away. Huh. Takes the Very stain good. and the stink away is what we say. Very good. All right, cool. And then the other product, too, that we saw that's becoming very popular now because everybody wants their horses to look terrific is the Show Touch-Up. And this is the the spray paint for horses. Exactly. That's the best way to call it. It's an aerosol can. Um, We have it in eight colors to match any color horse. Some people even mix them together depending on the horse's color. It's great for covering scars or blemishes. A lot of show circuit, a lot of people use that. Quarter horses, they use it on uh, hunter imagine, jumpers. I imagine in hand classes, and, in hand yeah, confirmation yeah. classes, pony finals when they have to model the ponies. Um, the biggest sellers are either the black, if horses get sun bleached tails, something like that in the summer, or if they need their legs darkened, if they're a dark bay or something, they'll use the black. But like I said, we have all colors to match all horses. But the white is fabulous if you put it on their white markings on their legs. For one thing, it will not wash away in the rain. It's um, water. You can't wash it off with soap and water. You need. Um, it does not harm the hair, so it can just wear off. Or you can take a product like MTG or anything oil-based, and that pulls it right off the hair. Now, is this the same stuff that guy was selling in the infomercials to make you not look bald anymore, where you'd spray the back of your bald spot on your head, and it was this spray paint that was supposed to make you not look bald anymore? It's the same thing, right? You could he was probably, probably using use your it. stuff, making he, millions of dollars. He probably put his own label on it. Yeah, I'm telling you. I know. That's what it was. If you have a bald spot on your horse, that will cover it up. <laughs> yes. Well, where can we find Chapley's products? What's the website? Um, it's chapleys.com. Uh, we just totally redid our website, so we have frequently asked questions, helpful hints for all of our products. Um, tax stores carry it. Yeah, you'll find it um, almost find every it, tax it, store. You'll find yeah. it all over the world. All right, very good. So the next time you see it at your tax store, pick a bottle up. It's uh, Shapley's, S-H-A-P-L-E-Y-S dot com. Thank yes. you, Sally. Thank you. You can find more details about today's show, and you find the link if you uh, want to go listen to some more of Jessica's poetry. You can find the link to her website and everything over at StableScoop.com. And as always, we love your feedback, so please follow us on Facebook under StableScoop or Twitter at Horse Radio. And don't forget to check out, what's the name of that blog again? ChasingAFox.com. ChasingAFox.com, and also ChasingAFox. Uh, on Facebook, right? On Facebook, yeah. There's really there's a lot of fun stuff on Facebook. So uh, we've got some hunt photos and all kinds of cool stuff. And Stable Scoop, don't forget to uh, follow Stable Scoop on Facebook as well. Well, that's it for this week, everybody. That's plenty, but there will be more next week. Until then, happy scooping. <laughs>